Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Spring is almost here, which means it's time for another Kazoo Fest. The seventh annual festival will transform downtown Guelph into a hotbed of music and art for five action-packed days. From April 9th to 13th, the festival will showcase over 30 musical performances, visual art, multimedia art installations, the Kazoo Print Expo, film screenings, and more. Headlining artists this year include Destroyer, Hooded Fang, Cousins, Bry Webb, Vag Halen, Nihilus Spasm Band, Solids, Biblical, and much more. For more information about the 2014 Kazoo Fest, visit kazookazoo.ca or follow them on Twitter at Kazoo Guelph. Creative Control with Beach Comic. On the show today, Keith Morris of the Los Angeles-based band Off. Off, one of the best bands in the world. I love, I, I love Off. They have a new album coming out on April 8th. It's called Wasted Years. And uh, I've spoken with Keith before. I enjoyed it then. This is our second time having a conversation. In both instances, uh, we've had to cut things short. He's on, he's on like a press junket, a uh, phone interview junket, you know? This is happening quite a bit on the show lately, and I feel bad about it, but what am I supposed to do? I get some time with people, and then just as things seem to be going really well, we have to wrap it up, and uh, kind of suddenly. So, it's unfortunate, but at least we have something. Let's not be ungrateful. You're also going to hear a brand new song by Off on this show, from the album Wasted Years. So I think that's enough. I think it's a good one. Here, myself, Keith Morris of Off. Enjoy the show. Hey, this week's episode is brought to you by Pizza Trocadero. For my money, the best pizza you can eat in Guelph, Ontario. A proud, independent family business run by a punk rocker, Trocadero only uses a rich array of fresh ingredients cut by hand and homemade dough made daily, all baked to perfection inside of a stone oven. It's gourmet panzerotti, calzones, wings, salads, garlic bread, breadsticks, and oh man, the pizza. The pizza, personally... I like the gourmet Domateo with goat cheese, artichoke, roasted red pepper, mushrooms. 
I sub out the turkey breast for eggplant, but that's just me. Wash the whole thing down with a brio? Man, I am getting hungry just talking about this. Call Pizza Trocadero at 519-829-2444. Visit them at 7 Municipal Street in Guelph and online at trocaderoguelph.ca. T-R-O-K-A-D-E-R-O-G-U-E-L-P-H dot C-A. That's Pizza Trocadero, a place of the good trade. is the lead singer and songwriter in the Los Angeles-based supergroup Off, an original member of influential punk bands Black Flag and Circle Jerks. Morris started off with guitarist Dimitri Coates, bassist Stephen Shane McDonald, and drummer Mario Rubacaba. And beginning in 2010, they released the highly acclaimed first four EPs and an excellent self-titled full-length in the year 2012. Their new album is a powerful and outspoken one called Wasted Years, which is out April 8th via Vice Records, and their current tour brings them to Canada for stops in Vancouver on April 12th and Toronto on May 10th. Here to discuss uh, most of these things is the legendary Keith Morris. Uh, Keith, how are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. How, how are you doing? I, I'm okay. I have a little chest cold, and I know that you are a little under the weather too, right? Uh, this this weather here is it's it's gray. I don't like when it's gray unless it's going to rain. Yeah, I got it's snowing. I'm looking out my window right now. We thought we were done. This has been the longest winter in Canada, I think, ever, and it's it's it was just starting to warm up, and now it's snowing. Well, um, let's just uh, continually uh, deny the climate change. Yeah. <laughs> and and just go go along with everybody that says, "Oh no, it's not happening." Do you do you think the world is ending? I sometimes uh, feel like people don't accept the fact that all of this climate change means that we're done. Well, how could you tell that to a billionaire <laughs> who, whose world is probably the greatest place that they've ever been? Yeah. Um, I. Uh, I I walk around with that black cloud uh, between my ears, uh, wondering when somebody's going to uh, pr- press the 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 uh, red button. You know when the the rockets start flying and yeah. all of the wonderful explosions and um, you know or. Some uh, some wild, crazy character somewhere has built some kind of nuclear device, and and, and they're uh, they're in a, in a mindset that they're not afraid to use it. Like, what do I have to lose? Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because I feel like the mentality has finally shifted from that form of disaster, uh, you know, that impending doom of a some, as you say, some lunatic figure may be doing something, to another man-made disaster, which is the world turning into itself, rejecting us. We finally, the narrative seems to have shifted to, like, I think we are going to be responsible for our own demise, but it's not going to be someone pushing a button. It's because the world is just fed up with us. Because we've used the world as a giant garbage can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, we, we've... <laughs> 
turn the the world into a uh, a giant swimming pool filled with oil. Yeah, it's bad. We're we're bad people. Um, we uh, I I I uh, occasionally think that we don't really deserve to be here. <laughs> um, I'm um, I'm surrounded. One of the things that happens with the band that I'm in is that three of the guys are dads, and they've got their wives, uh-huh. and some of them are in other bands, so their schedules are extremely busy. And, you know, I'm wholeheartedly into all of that, and I, I get uh, the moniker placed on me, Uncle Keith, quite often, <laughs> and, and I'm fine with all of that, and I think all of these kids are beautiful, but it's just... I'm not going to be, my girlfriend is constantly grinding on me. When are we going to have kids? When are we going to have kids? When are we going to have kids? And it's like, we're not even married. We're not even going to get married. And you're talking about having kids, and you're having a difficult time paying your rent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, you can just barely eke out your living, and you all of a sudden want to bring another, you want to bring another living person into this world. Uh, I, I think that that's unfair. I think uh, the only way that you bring kids into this world is if you can afford to take responsibility for them, you know, to to at least offer them some kind of hope, some kind of chance that they they can make it out there when it's their turn. In the meantime, um, we, we we have a difficult enough time. Um, Recycling our newspapers and and our plastic bottles and our aluminum cans, you know we we there there are people there are people with kids that can't even do that and the whole the whole idea really it's not for us mm-hmm. it's for them it's for like the next group of people that are coming along. Uh, what are we going to leave for them? Right. But isn't there, there's part of that mentality that you're outlining, your girlfriend's mentality might be that sometimes when you have a child, it focuses your, it focuses you. You become more focused on life and the things that you need to make it sustainable. So while it seems like, you know, you can't make your rent, these sorts of things are important to you now, sometimes having a child really focuses that energy and you do make it work. You know, that, that added burden is is healthy in a way. Okay, well that, that 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 that's an amazing and fantastic way of looking at it. But um what does that mean taking on a couple more jobs? Yeah, or living with le- like learning to it kind of also I, I this happened to me. I'm a dad, two and a half okay. years old. I'm, uh, my son is two and a half years old. And I often was trying to I spoke uh, like the way you would speak uh, to my wife. I was very practical. I'd say well, how are we going to afford this? How are you going to do it? And then you do it, and it seems to, uh, you know, there's scary, stressful moments, but it, for some reason, by its own momentum, by your own life force, you seem to make it work. Maybe you have to take a couple of jobs, maybe whatever, but what I found is that it works itself out. Now, that sounds like not really practical advice, but as resourceful human beings, that's what we do. We We figure out... We're constantly, we get up every day and there's a problem and we have to figure out a way around it. Well, that's fantastic, the uh, problem solving, <laughs> uh, troubleshooting. Um, 
that's that that's great, but a, a lot of people bring kids into this world that have absolutely some of these people don't, don't even um, actually um, have the right to be doing that. Mm-hmm. That's fair. You know, and then, yeah. then now all of a sudden we have this welfare state, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not putting that down. But by no means am I putting that down. But you know, we we here in America, we have the situation where women will have kids just so they they can get extra money to to buy televisions or yeah. buy a car or whatever they're going to do. And it's like that. That's kind of. That that whole mentality is really screwed up, and the whole idea is to try to avoid, you know, it's it, it, trying to avoid that type of situation. Mm-hmm. No, I, I hear you. This, I mean, I feel like you and I could talk about just this for hours. I honestly do, and I think some of it does lead into a discussion we should be having about this record. And I, I and I'm and I don't mean to divert us. But I think, as I say, I think it might. This might prove to be a segue because as I listen to "Wasted Years," I hear many allusions to American symbols, American idioms, sayings. I picked out a couple of lyrical references to "the land of the free," "red, white, and black," "a legion of evil," "conscientious objectors," "seeds of democracy." Would you say that this record is your most outspoken critique of the United States? Well, I, I would say that that is true, and also. Uh, you have to take into consideration the um, idea behind this record. See, normally I just I write lyrics and I don't pay attention to uh, the theme of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, our guitar player Dimitri um, had this vision of this record being our black album. It's going to be dark, yeah. Which means there, there there are more fuck yous, and there's death trip on the party train, mm-hmm. and wasted years, and everything that you mentioned, and that's that's kind of the that that's kind of the thread that we were on. The the subject material had to lean in that direction, and um, I'm not opposed to that because I'm basically. Uh, when I write, I, I'm writing about things that affect me, uh, things that I see, stuff that I read, um, maybe bits and pieces of conversations that I overhear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it's coming from all over the place. But, you know, we were talking about bringing kids into the world. We were talking about recycling. We were talking yeah. about how we're using the world as a garbage can. That's... Uh, you know, we're we're still on that thread. Yeah, you know I, now. Yeah, um, for for some people, bringing kids into the world, it's a beautiful thing. It's shining shining a light, and it's enlightening, and it's a spiritual um, situation. But there there already are a lot of people here, and a lot of them just kind of follow along a lot of them are just the they're the ones that watch nascar eat doritos and uh drink themselves into a stupor with 
Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. and they run out and they eat the McDonald's and all the GMOs, and they don't pay attention to any of that. And I'm looking at the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles, which is right next to uh, uh, Kaiser Permanente, which is one of the major hospitals in California. And ultimately, um, a lot of these people end up there, and it uh, could be a very uh, terrible experience in that they they can't afford to get get any of this stuff done, and they end up going bankrupt. Right. So here we are. We're we're con- continuing on this dark thread. Yes. Wasted yeah. years. And, and you, the, what you this line of discussion that you just raised. There's an in- intermingling of of fear and rage and hopelessness. Can you speak to that? Like, I feel like this record, you mentioned that you and Dimitri had a discussion about having the record be quite bleak, but then when we talk about the threads that we've talked about, we've talked about uh, having children, you know, the the conscientiousness of recycling, uh, but also the ignorance or obliviousness to what that stuff might mean or how it might uh, help everyone. You seem to have captured all of that in your lyrics on this record. Do you think that's fair? Um, I, I think that, that that's a great point. Um, we um, caught a lot of uh, different bleak scenarios. And like I said, the, the, the uh, theme of this record is you know, we we we've we've already uh, early on uh, in, in some of the lyrics talked about black thoughts, talked mm-hmm. about darkness, uh, talked about uh, the uh, ruining of the earth, uh, talked about uh, depression and why am I so angry? And um, it, it, it's difficult. For me, anyways, it, it's difficult to not be that way. Yeah. You know, I, I, I live in a neighborhood where there's all sorts of stuff flying around. I mean, the, the second week I lived in this neighborhood, at the end of the block, they discovered two dead bodies. Somebody had uh, killed a couple of drug dealers or some drug deal went bad in hmm. downtown Hollywood at a disco, and they killed two guys, and they they drove a mile and a half east and threw the bodies over a fence here in my neighborhood. And it's like, well, that's a great way to start off in the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, but I'm also, like I said, I was looking out my window at the Children's Hospital, Ch- Children's Hospital of Los Angeles, which is next to Kaiser. Uh, there's another hospital right next to them. And so we're under the um, emergency emergency flight paths for <clears throat> these hospitals, the helicopters flying overhead. Uh, I'm right around the corner from a, a fire station, so we'll have the uh, emergency sirens blaring pretty soon. If not, there'll be somebody honking at somebody else over here. I, I live right behind uh, Eight Corners, which is one of the busiest intersections in Southern California. Right. So we'll have road rage, and we'll have the guy screeching his brakes, and we'll have the guy honking on his horn, and we'll have the guy racing up to the red light because they got to be the first one to 
split when it turns green. And so there's a negative energy out there. And um, that is my fuel. Your your worldview is 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 really shaped by the the world you view. I mean, it sounds like you know your immediate surroundings are are infiltrating your work. Well, there's some uh, there's some beauty in my neighborhood. There there's the uh, little guy down towards the end of the block that has roses growing in his front yard. Right. Um, there's the guy who um, on the corner. Uh, painted his house every couple of years and the house looks beautiful and the the garden is beautiful and it always if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with juvederm volbella xc and juvederm ultra xc your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Great to walk by there. Unfortunately, he uh, he just died. I guess he died like a couple of months ago. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But um, that's okay. Well, we didn't. We didn't. Uh, he was kind of a mysterious character. We all thought that maybe he was a teacher hmm. or a principal or um, uh, ran juvenile hall or you know something like that. Right. Probation officer. Right. Okay, well, I mean, it's interesting that you invoke hospitals because about a year ago, a mutual friend of Mario's told me that he actually feared for the future of OSP because he suggested it was the band was taking a hard physical toll on you and your health. Is there any truth to that? Um, there is. You know, I could say, well, I'm tired and I don't want to do this anymore. But the fact of the matter is, is that this is what I know. This is what I do. Uh, there's not really anything else that at this time interests me mm-hmm. or, or uh, um, I, actually um, later on this afternoon, I'm going to um, meet with the publisher oh. about uh, writing a book. So I, I have that coming up, but I, 
I, I guess I don't feel right unless I'm traveling in a van or on a bus and being in a different city or town every night. Right. And being able to get up on stage and scream and yell and jump around and get all hot and sweaty and doing all of that fun stuff. I don't know what else I would do. So I, 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 it's hard on you, but you need to do it. Yes, yes, yes. I, and, 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 and the fact of the matter is, is that I'm 58 years old, so I need to, um, I need to get, it, get, get as much of this out of my system as I can before it, it, it actually is time for me to um, put on a different pair of shoes. Right, right. Well, a few months after this fellow and I had a conversation, you were playing shows in Flag, which kind of discredited his ideas about your physical state, although you've kind of, uh, you know, affirmed that there is truth to it. But can you talk a little bit about how Flag came about when it did? Well, um, that kind of was tossed in our laps. Uh, what, what, what happened was um, Chuck Dukowski and I have uh, some friends, uh, a guy named Randy and Dean, that uh, play in a band called... Uh, no age, mm-hmm. and they were going to play um, a show in a park downtown MacArthur Park, downtown Los Angeles, and they came up with the idea that why don't we ask uh, Keith and Chuck to join us and we'll play the Nervous Breakdown EP. And when we uh, agreed to do this, and we rehearsed. I think we rehearsed like three times. Mm-hmm. And we, we we got up and we played, and the the crowd went completely apeshit. It right. was nuts. Right. It was like, uh, it was undeniable. Uh, and the, the really amazing thing for us was that the crowd were, it was a young crowd. It wasn't like your typical hard hardcore punk rock crowd, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, all the guys showing up and wanting to get their drinks at the bar and, you know, because there was no bar. It was outdoors. It was in the park and it was insane. And um, Chuck and I looked at each other after we were done and we we were just beaming. I mean, the energy was just incredible. The energy was just, it, it freaked us out. Right. So uh, we... The, the seeds to us doing something in the future had been planted. We didn't know how we were going to go about um, p- putting putting the wheels in motion. And then another situation was dropped in our, our laps one more time. Uh, Chuck was contacted by uh, Gary Tovar, who used to uh, run Golden Voice, which is the... Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're the promoters down here. They, they were the guys that would uh, do Black Flag. They were the guys that would do the Dam. They were the guys that would do the Cure or Susie and the Banshees. They were the guys that would do the Exploited and Discharge and GBH and Broken Bones and yeah. uh, Sham 69. They were the ones that would do all of the bands that none of the other promoters would go near. Right. Like, well, the, 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 we're we're going to do these bands, and it's just going to be a bunch of hassles. It's going to be a bunch of problems. You know, these people, 
they're a bunch of freaks and they're going to wreck this place. And Golden Voice wasn't afraid of that. Right. So Golden Voice dealt with all of those bands. Uh, Gary decided it was time to do his 30-year anniversary. So he did three nights at a place called the Santa Monica Civic. Pretty much just a big place. The only thing that could have happened there would have would have been maybe a sink torn off of the wall in the men's room or uh, somebody throwing a bottle through one of the big plate glass windows. But um, he did three nights. It was X and Social Distortion and Bad Religion and The Descendants. And The Descendants played a big role in what we did because Billy Stevenson played drums in Black Flag for the majority of the lifespan of Black Flag. Mm -hmm. Billy was on probably six or seven Black Flag records. Anyways, uh, Chuck was contacted by Gary to give a speech to all of the people at, at one of the nights at one of these three party nights. Right. And Chuck was uh, kind of ho-hum, and then he chimed in and said, I'm not going to give a speech. Um, why don't you let me make a call? Let me calls and we'll um, see if we can uh, play some music. And what he meant by that was uh, the guys together and we will uh, play some Black Flag. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll play some Black Flag songs. So uh, Chuck's idea was to... Um, you, you already have Billy Stevenson there, so Billy's going to play drums. Stefan Egerton, who is the, the guitarist in The Descendants, learned to play guitar listening to bands like TSOL and The Adolescents and The Circle Jerks and Black Flag. So he knew um, part of a set list of Black Flag songs. So now we've got a guitar player. We've got a drummer. We have Chuck Dukowski on bass. Yeah. Chuck wanted to call a bunch of other people. And the logistics and the financial situation was, was that it wasn't going to be possible to fly Ron Reyes down from Vancouver. It wasn't going to be possible to fly Des Cadena out from New Jersey. Um, so we were just going to uh, do what, what we what we what we we were allowed to do i mean it was just like um we we didn't really have a choice because we couldn't rehearse yeah so we just decided let's do the first ep let's do the nervous breakdown ep and and leave it at that and we were fortunate that we got to run through the songs a couple of times uh right after the descendants got through doing their sound check so um, we, we, we played the Nervous Breakdown EP in front of about 3,500 people, 4,000 people. It was the same response that we got when we played with No Age. Right. People were just losing it. It was bananas. Um, so it was undeniable to Chuck and I, even to Billy and Stefan, uh, because we knew that we, none of us were going to play with Greg Ginn. None of us wanted to play with Greg Ginn. Right. E e even if that situation, f for some reason, was allowed to happen, none of us were going to play with Greg Ginn. Mm -hmm. 
And so we um, eventually contacted Des, and um, Chuck wanted to turn it into this parade of everybody that had been in, in Black Flag. Less Brian Migdal, who had just uh, fell off the face of the earth. He was the original drummer. Right. And, um, you know, everybody had just kind of lost contact with him or had conversations with him that were just not really that cool. Mm. Um, but Chuck never realized the expense to put his wheels in motion, you know, to have that black flag show, less Greg Ginn, but with everybody over the course of the years, yeah. Kira, you know, he was willing to step aside and let Kira come up and play bass. And um, he was, he, he'd actually reached out to Henry, mm -hmm. but Henry was busy filming National Geographic or, you know, eating insects in Nepal or w whatever he was doing. So his schedule didn't allow him. You know, so we eventually, um, we, we, we had a list of names that we were going to call it. Um, my booking agent, who is the guy that booked the Circle Jerks for many, many years, yeah. uh, said that he would booked the band. He reached out to a few people. We ended up going to Germany and Belgium. Um, we uh, ended up doing shows on the East Coast and uh, the Midwest. Uh, we played Riot Fest and uh, we played Grows Rock, which is like the big punk rock um, festival over in Belgium. And the idea was that we were just going to go out and we were going to play shows. We were going to have fun. Uh, we were going to expand the set list. We would eventually, you know, ask the other guys if they wanted to be a part of it. But the core was going to be uh, Stefan, Billy, Chuck, uh, Dezo playing second guitar, and then uh, also vocalizing and myself. And then we would eventually ask Ron and... Henry and Kira and, um, you know, whoever else. Granted, the uh, financial situation uh, allowed us to be able to do that. Right, right. And that, that never happened because the lawsuit came down. Mm -hmm. we, we were sued because we were a threat to Greg Ginn and whatever he was doing. Right. Now, and, and Keith, uh, my understanding is you've got a lot of interviews to do today, and, and we probably need to wrap up soon. Is that right? Uh, yes. Okay. So let me just, uh, I want to follow up with on a couple of quick things, um, because you mentioned the lawsuit. The, the story takes a kind of ugly turn. Did your experience with Flag and your feelings towards Ginn and the lawsuit, did any of that impact your lyrics on Wasted Years? Uh, yes, it did. Um, I get to point the finger uh, in my hatred and my distaste for certain people. I get to point, point my finger and uh, sing certain things about certain people. Hmm. Um, I um, actually 
do that from time to time. <laughs> and, and that takes place on this record uh, a couple of times. But see, I could tell you, well, I wrote this song and these lyrics are about Greg Ginn, or I wrote these, these lyrics and this song is about Greg Hudson. The, the fact of the matter is, is that uh, Greg Hudson or Greg Ginn to me could be somebody else to you. Mm-hmm. I've uh, actually got to get going. Yeah, I see yeah, that. I, I see that, that Keith. Okay, I, I do want to wrap this up. I wanted to ask you about the future for Off and Flag, uh, and I don't know if there's anything quick you can say about either of those. Two. I mean, obviously, Off's got a bunch of stuff coming about. Will Flag reconvene? Um, that's a possibility further down the road. The, the situation now is that there's a new Off record, and Off is my priority, so okay. I'm not going to do anything to mess with the the the... Uh, forward motion of what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And um, the Descendants have a new record coming out in December. So that means that they're going to be going out and doing all of the stuff that they're going to be doing. And we wouldn't expect them to drop everything they're doing to play flag gigs. Yeah, right. Okay. So it's it just depends on scheduling and whatnot. That's, yes. That's good to know. All right, well, I, I know we have to wrap this up. So, again, the excellent new album by Off is called Wasted Years. It's out April 8th via Vice Records, and their current tour brings them to Canada for stops in Vancouver on April 12th and Toronto on May 10th. For more information about the band, please visit offofficial.com. Keith, if we could play a song from Wasted Years for people to hear right now, which song would you suggest? Um, it, it, if you listen to the record and you have a particular song that you like, that would be the song that I would choose. <laughs> okay, you don't want to guide me in any way. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I, yeah, you, you sound like a very intelligent person. You sound like uh, you got your thumb on the pulse of what's happening here. Yeah. So I would just say, have at it. Go at it. All right, well, I'm a big fan of David Yao as well, and he appears in the video for the uh, song Hypnotize. Why don't we play that? Beautiful. All right, Keith Morris, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. It always feels so brief, but I want to thank you uh, again for talking to me, and I wish you the best of luck with everything. Right on. All right, cool. We'll see you soon. Have a good one. You too. Have fun. Thanks, man. Cheers. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>
Hey, thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at CFRU.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.